Vasa has been the go-to training tool outside of the pool for over 30 years. Vasa's products are ideal for developing power and proper technique in your swimmer's catch. Add a few Vasa trainers to your pool deck and it's like adding an extra lane to your swimming pool. Go to vasatrainer.com, use code BREAD at checkout and get 10% off anything from Vasa. Destro Swim Towers. Gain strength in the water with a tower of power. Save $150 per double swim tower by using code BRETT, B-R-E-T-T, at checkout. Destromachines.com. Bridge and find a place where I can get a beer and talk while I have a beer. Yeah, we that's just went live try, as you said. Try we to went live as you said that. So that's... <laughs> I'm going to try to catch somewhere and catch up to Dave. Yeah. <laughs> well, cheers. you don't have one, but here, cheers. Congratulations, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks. Massive win. How are you? How are you feeling? I always felt like the the day after I got hit with a baseball bat. Uh, is that kind of the feeling right now? Um, yeah. You know, fortunately, I just got up from a three-hour nap, so I feel <laughs> amazing. <laughs> three hours ago, yes, that's what it felt like. <laughs> Yeah, I bet. I bet. David, uh, David, for you, like coming back all these years, it must be uh, pretty incredible to come straight back and start winning again with uh, with Cal. Well, I forgot I forgot how exhausting those meets were. I mean, it's it's one thing when you're at the Olympics and you sort of get a lot more recovery time because you have semifinals. And if you have a medal candidate, you know, they're going to advance into the, you know, into the, the, the final or the, at least the semifinal round and you're not too much stress, but here every daggum session is a hundred percent it's just full on mm. and so yeah i was no doubt i was very exhausted and uh fortunately dave let me uh let, let me uh sleep in and not have to run guys to the airport this morning so <laughs> i did sleep in and now i'm up in blue ridge georgia uh, just checking on my mom and uh and my fan and uh, my parents up here so they live yeah. nearby near atlanta so it's uh, good to, good to catch up with them and aaron my son came over and kristen's actually driving right now so i can be on be on the call well listen all of you i appreciate that thanks for doing this i know there's some people in the comments we just saw kim pop in kim's out there what's up kim i'm sure she she wanted to grab a beer with you guys so i'm sure she's doing that right now um who else we got here uh we got we got a comment from noah go bears lots of fans lots of uh, people happy so listen um dave just in terms of um the decision to pick up david marsh as an assistant coach like how did that come about i, f I felt like when i heard the news i was like what a what a brilliant decision that was but yeah. how'd you figure how'd you do it it was actually a pretty quick phone call um <laughs> i uh, uh you know as we i mean to, to back up a little bit as, as as i sat down with chase and we talked about you know what his february march april uh, was looking like and mm -hmm. and you know brett i mean as we come off of this meet too we're still looking at uh, a month from now, going to World Championship trials in Greenfield and trying to advance guys to that team. So it, it is in, in the dynamic of our of our calendar. Uh, the end of March was uh, an important meet for us at NC2As, and, and then we have another important meet for us uh, at the end of April at World Championship trials. We had an important meet at the beginning of March in Pac-12s. So just trying to balance this all out with Chase and and, and you know the, the things that he wanted to experience as a as a father, as a husband. Uh, as a you know first time dad um we, we we talked through you know sort of some different iterations of that and then as a combination of 
of making sure that we were supporting Chase and Larry, making sure that we were uh, following the, 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 the compliance piece of this, making sure that we were following the sort of the, the, the human resource piece of it at Cal, mm-hmm. they're, they're, the, the option presented itself to bring in to bring in a coach to help during this time. And and David was my first phone call, and I and I told David, it's like, hey, listen, you're my <laughs> and I joke about this from our conversation earlier, uh, Brett. It's like, <laughs> David, you're my one, you're my one A, you're my one B, you're my one C, like you're my option. So mm-hmm. if you're in, let's do it, let's go. And uh and, and pretty immediately the wheels got turning uh after that uh after that phone call. Well, I mean, you guys have had success many years ago, but um but I think a lot of people may now think, well, how does that dynamic work between, you know, now now you've got two legitimate star head coaches. How do they operate on the pool deck? You know, a lot of people from the outside looking in may not understand how you two can figure that out. So how, how do you actually go about separating that out? No, there, there, there is, there's only one head coach. It's Dave Durden. It's his team. It's his culture. He's worked his butt off to, uh, mm-hmm. to establish and, and uh, on, honestly, I, I, I was surprised it was so easy to fall in as an assistant. And uh, there's no doubt that that, that, that is something that, that made it very easy and, and uh, made it very successful. So uh, I, I attribute it to Dave and, and I, you know, I, I don't want Dave's job. Don't, uh, you know, people ask me about all these, all these other jobs and things that come up in college. And I'm like, I, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm good. Uh, helping to fill in and doing what we do. I've got other things I do just to get a little bit like you, Brett. And you saw, I don't know if you saw my comments on Instagram as to you, you, you maybe get, you maybe somebody may pick you up next year. Is this, this may become a thing. Oh, uh, I'm probably, probably someone's second or third choice. Um, we'll see. I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> it's an inside joke, Dave. <laughs> well, you should have gone on the call a little earlier. You know, it's, you know, we, I think it's one thing to, to, to look back maybe, you know, 17 years ago when we were on the, on the pool deck together, right. but it's also like, I, I've been on international trips with David where he has been the head of the Olympic coach and, and yeah. I'm an assistant coach. And right. so, you know, it's, we've been in that dynamic before of sharing the deck and, and certainly sharing the deck in, in a, in a six week segment, five week segment, whatever it is going from a trials to an Olympics or trials to a world championships and it's perfect. And, and it's, um, and that was the, like, just the, the, the perfect window snapshot, uh, to, to, to really combine our, our personalities, uh, to, to just impact the guys as, as we were narrowing our, our, our team from our roster, uh, that was going through the year to our PAC 12 roster, to our NC2A roster. I mean, that's, that's the beauty of, of, of David Marsh, right? Is that time, is that six-week, seven-week window heading into a major competition? Mm. That's, that's where he's able and, – and, and even better yet, Brett, he was able to come in and have a fresh set of eyes on everything mm. and see it and make it better. And that, that was almost as important as just having the, the, uh, the, 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 the knowledge, the experience, everything that, that, that comes with, with David and his championship runs. It was just the fresh set of eyes right. on, on our culture, on our environment, on our guys that right. really impacted us. Yeah, actually, I talked to a couple of your pro guys fairly often, Ryan Murphy being one, and that's kind of the impact that he said Dave was having on him, and he could see it on, in the college guys as well. 
that, that's a tough position to come into, David, where you, you know, you don't want to step on any toes. You don't want to mess with anybody's psyche or, you know, their strokes necessarily. They're pretty set, you know, six weeks out of NCs. There's a lot of foundation being done. So how do you figure out what your role is in, in terms of each individual swimmer? I think the uh, the uh, ISL actually helped me out a little bit because, you know, you work with people in s- short periods of time and it's short course. So it's all about details mm-hmm. and you really try to figure out and play with things that can help them in a the short run. But, you know, you can't make major changes. I actually loved last night when I could have some nice little bit longer talks with a couple of guys about what I saw their direction for the future. Uh, but I think in the six weeks we had, uh, what I tried to do is just communicate with Dave if I was going to th- even thinking about changing something or working on some technical aspect or let's say changing a turn. Uh, uh, there were a few things I felt like I, we, I was, we were able to do sort of right away. And, but all that was in collaboration with Dave and sort of like, uh, you know, he gave me the yes on it. You know, Brett, you know, that's what I used to ask of you guys. If you're going to, if you're going to mess with strokes, just let me know what you're doing and, and, mm-hmm. uh, and go ahead. And, and at some point, you know, I don't know, after a few times I've been checking with Dave, he just looked over and he, was, and he said, don't need to check with anyone. Just go. He said, just right. go. <laughs> right, right. Let's go. Yeah. So I think he got the feeling and, and the athletes especially felt that he, uh, that he trusted me. And uh, I think that gave the athletes a lot of confidence because I think one of the things that's uh, amazing in the cow culture, even though these guys come from all kinds of backgrounds, they have massive academic stress. They, uh, they, mm. they, they have a different events and all that. They all trust Dave. I mean, it's really, you know, right. Dave's, Dave's, Dave's an engineer of, uh, and it's an engineer period, but he also engineers his team and relates to his team in a trusting way such that there's just this, uh, this level of trust that Dave says, so that's what I'm doing. I'm all in. And it's, uh, they don't even hesitate. It's literally all in. So it's very impressive culture. I've seen it being shaped and uh the, even the early days he was out there uh coming in maryland i saw it being shaped at cal right away because up in Colorado springs with them and i was like dang this thing is going and so yeah. but, i mean the, the, brett you you like me or the thing that's that's you know, i'm most blown away is can you imagine 12 years of number one or number two i just i mm. I, I certainly have never done that and mm. uh, i don't even know what that is you know, I think Dave, weren't you like 22 when you came into Cal? How did you, how did you do this? <laughs> yeah, I think I think a lot of people want to know that. You know, you haven't been out of uh, out of the top two in what is it, 12 years now? So I mean, um, I don't know, man. What is the secret? Like, what's the secret? I will say this, and, and I agree with Dave Marsh and what he just said. I, ha- I I speak to a lot of guys, a lot of Cal guys from the past, and no one ever has a bad word to say about you. Like they eat out of your hand. It's like, you're the Messiah. It's like, it's incredible how you've got them to just believe and trust. And that doesn't mean you have perfect swims all the time. Like you have ups and downs. There's no doubt about that. Even some of your seasons where they don't completely hit, but the guys never lose trust. They never lose faith. And that's really special, Dave. Yeah. I I don't know how that, uh, came about i i mean i can remember when i walked in to cal uh my first year in the fall of 2007 and just really and i I can say confidently that in the fall of 2007 the cal men's swimming program had a tremendous senior class Hmm. and that helped me uh i remember walking into that group and just asking hey guys how does this look like uh, almost like, hey, help me, uh, you know, help me in terms of what you guys want to do. 
and how you want to do this. And, and just that, that blend of taking the, the tradition, the tradition, the legacy, mm -hmm. the, um, uh, just, you know, what these, what these 11 seniors had been doing during their time at, at Cal mm -hmm. and then like taking my experiences and that blend together, that, that collaboration together in my first year really helped our success and really helped my success. And I really haven't changed too, too much since then. I, mm -hmm. it, it is that collaboration piece sitting down with our seniors and say, okay, Hey, you guys have been here for three years. Um, and in some cases with the, with the super seniors, you've been here for four years, you, you know, what, what does it look like for you moving through a season and, and, and where can I help and, and where can you help me? And where do you see some deficiencies that we can enhance? And where do you see some things that we're doing really well that we want to get better at? So, uh, it is that nothing's changed really since that first year, other than, other than the personalities. And I credit that senior class and, and. 2007, 2008 for the success that we've had and the success that we continue to have. And, and, I, and I'll, you know, North Thornton, when I walked in the door mm. was absolutely phenomenal with me. Yeah. Uh, as you can imagine, I was 31 years old and, and North had been the head coach for 31 years. Mm -hmm. uh, and for me to, to come in and North support, uh, support me as the head coach right. um, yeah. and really show that amongst the group and the guys like that elevated me. I mean, I, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, I think, and, and David can correct this if I'm wrong, but I think Richard quick always had the coach that we're or always had the quote about coaches that we can do more and do better because we're standing on the shoulders of giants. And, mm -hmm. and that's what it was for me with Nort. I, I yeah. was able to do more because I was standing on the shoulders of what he had created. That's true. Yeah. That's true. That's true. I, I want to get into the, the NCAAs itself, maybe, maybe even day by day, just briefly, but um, David Marsh, just going back to pac 12s how does this man not shave uh, so many athletes and get them qualified for this meet and take these risks that he's taking and get, I mean, I, I don't know how you do it. I mean, most teams have to, shave everybody at least once during the year, bring them all down. Um, and, and you're still even winning championships, um, you know, not doing that. How, how do you do it? Well, what I, what I see happening at Cal is again, that belief factor where they trust Dave uh, and you, just like you said, Brett. And so I think when he, you know, he's running the numbers, looking at where the, where the, na where the nation is, where's the couple of guys that the nation happened to shave them. And uh, Bryce, you know, Bryce Meffer was, you know, on the la his last swing. And, uh, so I think that's the biggest thing is Dave just has a really good feel. You know, Brett, I, you know, when you when when you guys are working at Auburn and you were swimming at Auburn, you know, I generally would shave everybody for conference. We wouldn't mm -hmm. rest very much so that mm -hmm. we could go back to work if we wanted to or we could keep resting if uh, somebody didn't go fast enough. So we'd make a call. But with a short time Dave has after conference and going in NCAAs, I think this is a really smart move if you have the guts to do it. I wouldn't have the guts. I'm, in no way I can handle the suspense of that. I'd be shaving a lot more people and going into NCAAs. But uh, Dave's got a good good formula. And most important, his athletes believe in that. And, uh, and the other thing is, you know, the, you know I don't want to tell all the secrets. So I'm not going to say too much that uh, – that uh, Cal does that I think gives them some little edges, but, but for sure, one of the things is, is trying to get, make it to where, uh, in fact, the conversation that's already happening is make your spring and summer so good to where next year 
you're taking care of cuts in a dual meet sometime in a regular speedo. Mm. You're not, you know, you're not waiting till the end of the year to uh, to pick up a time that will, will get you pulled into the NCAA championships. And I think that's when you have that culture going on, then you have year round culture, which not only does that uh, improve your chances to, to perform long course and at the international level, it also uh, allows for you to, to continue to build one season on the next. And uh, no doubt that's what Dave has going on at Berkeley. Yeah, good stuff. Dave, uh, I publicly said this and, and I told you that and I, and um, you know, before the meet started, I put a little pressure on you because I made my prediction and I, and I needed my prediction to come true. So I, uh, I told everybody I was picking cow and I was picking cow for one main reason, because when I looked at it on paper, I, I looked at Cal and Texas very, very even, you know, but I, I knew that with the experience that both you guys have on that last morning, I knew you could figure it out. I knew, I knew, I just knew that collectively you guys will put your team in a position where you would figure it out because you've done it time and time again. So I just didn't doubt that. But um, let me let me ask you this. When you're looking at the two teams on paper and you know that you can't make a mistake anywhere and 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 one of those swims just doesn't go right, how do you keep it together? How do you, how do you keep it together emotionally where you don't you don't crash in front of your whole go- t- team, you know, see so that emotionally you're keeping them involved and and you and you're keeping that energy up so that it's not like they're feeding off you of like, oh, we just lost the meat on, on one swim type of thing, you know? Yeah, you know, that's a great question. And I think our, our guys have, you know, the experience factor coming into NC2As with our Pac-12s, where they mm. are in the calendar. It's not too far away. And, and Brett, if you looked at our first full day at Pac-12, so that, you know, 500 free, 200 IM, 50 free day, we weren't very good. I mean, it was not a it was not a good performance day for us. It was more of we kind of walked in uh, to our Pac-12 meet and it's like, okay, yeah, this is how this is going to go. We the, the energy level wasn't necessarily up. We came in and we just got absolutely punched in the face by Stanford mm. And, mm. and Arizona State. I mean, just to the point where we were walking out of that session and just looking at each other like, what the hell happened? <laughs> and and so, you know, I, I think that experience of, okay, everything doesn't have to go perfect for us to swim well. And, 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 and everything doesn't have to go perfect for a particular athlete. So an athlete mm-hmm. that may have been a three-event A finalist in previous years, like that person doesn't have to be three-event A finalist at, at NC2As for us to be successful. And, mm-hmm. and so I, I, I think we benefit from having our conference meet be competitive and be close to NC2As and be a fresh experience for us where we can make those corrections from, um, you know, the, the very end of first week of March to the last weekend of March. And, and that's what it was all about for us. So I, I think this year specifically, I, I don't necessarily, you, you know, kind of say historically, but this year specifically, that was that was a help for us because the the Pac-12 or the NC2A conference uh, uh, meet or the NCAA championship meet rather was going to go very similar to the Pac-12 conference meet for us. Just knowing that we had to work through the first uh, couple full days before we got to that Saturday session uh, for us to really be at our best in terms of in terms of number of events. And and Brett, I, I think you know David and I both both played to. To the to the intelligence factor of our guys, uh, we we sat down yeah. with them and talked about, hey, we had 15 swims uh, on our first day at NC2As. 
And I think we, I, I think it was 10 of those 15 were third best events for our guys. Um, and, and maybe one or two were actually their, their best event. So, you know, I think our guys understood that, okay, it's, it's kind of hard to come into an NC2A meet and get some, get some momentum going if, if a majority of your swims are your guys' third best events, or in some cases their fifth best event, but just because of the NC2A order, yeah. we, had to, we had to put them in a 200 IM or a 500 or whatever it may be. Yeah, yeah. Let me, let me just speak to Dominic right now. Dominic, you just calm down, okay? Just relax. Uh, we're, we're just enjoying a beer here on this one. This has been a beautiful championship. Okay. Calm down. Right. Okay. Good. Well, and Brett, when we talk about that 2007, 2008 class, Dominic Maintree was one of the guys, one of the seniors in that 2007, 2008 oh, class okay. that made a difference. And All right. it's, it's great to, it's great to see him, uh, you know, here, uh, and, uh, and, and, and know, you know, Dominic know that this is the reason that we're having this success is because of guys like yourself in that class. So thank you for that. Yeah. That's good. To, good to see him in the comments section, but let's enjoy this one. It was, it was a, crazy championship david just um oh there we go oh right nice yeah. here we go. cheers that's better we're back turn your turn your sound on david you're on you're on mute yeah yeah you want to hear you drink this thing you got priorities here aaron brought me one from across the way here oh that's so, a sun right i think he's officially stole a glass <laughs> i'll return it i think <laughs> Um, David, all right, a question for you then. All right. So, uh, as, as the kind of the meet gets going, um, what, what are you seeing early on in this meet, uh, that, that gives you hope? Brett, honestly, I, I wouldn't even say it that way. I'd say the opposite It scared the crap out of me. Really? I have not seen short course swimmers mm. swim this fast. I don't mm. even know what this is, Brett. When mm. I left, and I left 2007. We we won the women's. We won the men's. Mm. Uh, we got to do a little bit of a mic drop, and I was like, okay, done with that. And I walked mm. back in this year, as Dave reminds me, 16 years. Are you too, by the way, Brett? 16 years later, I, I didn't think I got that old, but but it's like these guys are going times that were winning events to qualify for top 16 sometimes, for sure top eight, and mm. so the 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 level of the athlete. Uh, I walk on the deck. There's got to be, I would say, 20 guys, 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, up to 6'8", six, 6'9", six, that are walking around the deck. We didn't have that. Yeah. We had an occasional Derek Gibb, but, mm. you know, we had to get him out of, a, you know, off off a Alaska fishing boat <laughs> to uh, to bring down to the, the, the lower 48 to join us. So it's just it's just a very different type of athlete. I, I would attribute that to the – to the Michael Phelps, uh, Ryan Lochte sort of uh, popularity of something. I think we've got better talent, better athletes, and then they're being coached really well. And uh, and Dave's a great example of that where I think uh, the athletes know that when they're training for the majority of the year, they're training to race well. They're not just training to train or be, or be able to advertise great training sets. They're not training to see how many – uh, 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 how many uh, little weights on the power rack they can pick up and during a day. There's a really good combination at Berkeley of uh, a, a focus on long course overall mentality 
with short course details built into his training regime. I mean, we were swimming long course two times a week coming into the NCAAs. The week of NCAAs, we were swimming long course. Mm. And so, you know, Dave's got a commitment to the process of overall swimming. So when I showed up there the first day, I see all these fast times. I see these amazing looking athletes. Uh, love seeing the coaches I haven't seen in a long time. Most of them were really happy to see me. A few weren't happy to see me, but that's okay. I don't, I'm kind of glad they're not happy to see me. You know what, if you know what I mean? I think you two do for sure. Uh, so it was, uh, 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 it was a really exciting, uh, time. And I would say for the Berkeley crew, the first day, even though we weren't racking up a lot of points, they were either on their times or a little faster than their times. They just weren't, a lot of them just weren't sneaking in. And so I felt good that uh, there was some momentum going. Uh, they did know that the third day was our best day. Uh, but we, 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 we rang the bell pretty hard the second day. So look guys, we, you know, to, to, to overcome such a strong team as Texas, Florida, Indiana, uh, NC State, uh, ASU, those guys. I mean, we got to go on day two. They're, they can't, can't, can't fart around. Mm. And, uh, and I think they really answered that call. Dave did a great job of sort of, you know, uh, you know, really just challenging them. And they and they want to be challenged. And I think that's something that, you know, if you're if you're an athlete that uh, is worth your salt, uh, the best comes out of you when you're challenged. Yeah. Dave, uh, Durden, the, the, the way that Dave Marsh was winning championships in the past is not on the strength of his superstars, but it was on the strength of his depth and his, and the, the other players, you know, people you'd never heard of were scoring points for Auburn back in the day. And you seem to have picked up that method of winning or performance now at Cal, where it's not necessarily about the superstars, but now we have a meet that is basically an Olympic game. So how do you get kind of a non-Olympic finalist to swim at an Olympic, you know, to, to, to be in an Olympic final, you know, they shouldn't be there, but they end up being there. And there's probably a couple of names that I can think of. Maybe you can throw in some names of guys that kind of stepped up or, or swam above themselves for, in the meet to get Cal points. Yeah. That, I mean, that's a great question. I mean, there's, there's names that are cycling through my head and it's, and it's, um, you know, I, I, I do think it is, <laughs> I think the story I shared um, it's last night already, but uh, it feels like it's been a week since we won. But you know, the the story that I shared last night is that we had one of our one of our best swimmers, or arguably our best swimmers, uh, Bjorn Seeliger, that at the meet uh, over the course of three and a half days was more concerned about everybody else's swimming mm. than his own. He probably mm. spent about probably 15, 20% of his emotional, mental energy mm. in his own preparation for his individual or relay swims. Right. And then the rest of it was, is that guy getting the bed? Watch this guy warming down. Make sure that he needs to do this. Make mm. sure that this guy is getting this. Make sure this guy's going. I mean, he was in into every everybody else's swimming. And, and that's one of many. So that's one of 18 on our team. That's how we're able to have some performances uh, from some guys that you may not expect to, to be in an NA final or to finish top three in an NC2As do that is because we have these impactful uh, leaders on our team, not only our fifth years and our seniors, but the guys that you, you, you kind of scroll through the classes, junior, sophomores, freshmen that want to see everybody have this level of success. Mm. And so when guys feel that from, you know, one of our best guys in Bjorn or one of our best guys in Hugo, 
I mean, Hugo goes 332 in the 400 IM and, and gets out. It's like, and, and very genuinely, and you know this about Hugo, mm-hmm. very genuinely says, I, I, I did that for the points for the team. Right, you, right. you know, just very yeah. genuinely. And mm-hmm. so our guys feel that and feed off of that. And, 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 and you can't help but, but swim fast for that because, the, you know, it's like, man, if, if Hugo wants to see me swim fast, um, then I'm going to go swim fast for, for that guy that just went 332 in the 400 I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, David, what kind of uh, head coach is, is um, Coach Duran in, in the meetings? You know, like take us into a meeting room. What's he, what's he going over in the, in the meetings to get, to get his boys kind of in that state the where they need to be? Well, well, I would, well, I threw out a name because he, he didn't get to this name, but I think this is one of the guys that was sort of the – uh, a quiet hero for us was uh, Liam Bell. Uh, you know, the, we, we honestly had no idea what he might be able to do in that 200 medley relay. Uh, he was super nervous because he hasn't been in a pressure situation like this, but he threw down that 22 seven and we didn't, we didn't have that also it protected Reese from having to do the 50 breasts and sort of mess up the rhythm of his 100, 200 strokes. So it saved that. Then he goes on to bust out, drop from 52.0 to 50.5 in that, and make finals in 100 breasts and then take third. And then he goes over into 200 breasts, which is the biggest shock of the meet, honestly. And I told his mom last night, I didn't know he could do a 200 breasts. So now that we know that, he might be doing a little bit more because <laughs> he was he was doing the sprint stuff uh, really all the way into it. But he, he busts out a you know a one fifty two in the morning makes makes it in fourteenth and then wins the, uh, the 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 consoles and so yeah he's one of the guys that that you know he came in as a as a transfer mm-hmm. and uh, uh, has just just lit it up yeah um, but I, I I go back to the team meetings let's talk about team meetings a little bit first of all uh, team meetings are uh, are always they always end and, and it was this is the way the the berkeley guys have done with when they've been on our isl teams you remember the first season when the mm-hmm. when the when the guys and most of them were the berkeley berkeley post grads that wanted to do it but the end of meetings they wanted to have private time together so mm-hmm. every meeting ends with the seniors leading meeting without the staff mm-hmm. to say what they want to say be man to man talk eye to eye mm-hmm. that kind of thing and and uh and, and I, I i don't know what's said there and i think that's some of the the magic of the team that Dave trusts his seniors to lead the team. Mm. Uh, Dave himself is a logistics guy. So he goes through a very organized plan. The Cal athletes know what they're doing, what time they're going, what bus they're going on, mm-hmm. what they're, what they're eating in between the nap and getting ready to go back over. Uh, so all those meticulous details are taken care of. And then usually there's a, a motivational punch somewhere and uh, and occasionally he lets me uh, do a meeting. And as an assistant coach, I can have a lot more fun. Dave, you can share my silly uh, second day second day deal if you want. But but I you know assistant coach, we can be a little bit. You know, I'm Mr. Happy. When you're assistant coach, hey, I came in oh, for yeah. six weeks. I'm just Mr. Happy. Mm-hmm. So I'm having mm-hmm. a good. And I did have a good time. It was really a lot of fun being in that role. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Brett, if you want to hear that that uh, you know, we always call it, you know, second day. It's, I guess it's now the third day of the meet as we're going in and we know it's an important one. At some point in time, uh, David had a cap and goggles on and no shirt on. In our <laughs> and, listen, our, our team meeting room at that point in time in the morning is not necessarily a private space. It was, more, it was in the hotel kind of restaurant where people are walking by. So, uh, 
you know, if they saw some some guy in the sixties with cap and goggles and no shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> like, Chris was like, "You did not do that." I, like, I did. They needed it, honey. They needed it. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I love it. What about a coaching coaching question? You know, for for coaches out there who who are listening, how how do you come down, Dave? Or how do you come up? Because at the meet, you're you're hyped. I mean, your whistle—you can hear that from. Uh, I, I'm in Delaware. I can hear your whistle in Delaware. Um, your whistles just, but you're screaming and you're like, you're so pumped up. How do you come down at night? How do you get that? How do you turn your brain off? How do you get the rest you need to be able to come back again? Yeah, I don't know if it ever shuts off, right? I mean, it's and, and I think Brett, you understand this. It's like you're thinking about so many different things, right? Uh, whether it's individual athletes or, or the next morning mm-hmm. or just the team dynamic and what's going on um, that the mind is, is, is always turning and, and you, mm. you know, you're, you're lucky to get maybe, you know, two 90 minute naps through the night and, mm. uh, and then kind of wake up and, and, and get after it again. Um, but you, you know, you're, 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 you're running on a, on a, on a level of, of adrenaline at that point in time, you're, you're running on a level. And, and a lot of this is with the guys too. I mean, they're, their mind can be racing. It's mm. hard to, you know, have that peak, get, get ready to go. And then just to balance that with allowing your system to come down and rest and relax. And so, you know, there's some things that we, we try and work through as a team to, to, to make sure that we're doing that. But I think by and large as coaches, it's, it's hard to shut it off. Um, it, it's the, 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 the mind keeps racing and keeps going and, and you, and you know that, okay, as I, as I get to Sunday, um, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll have, uh, I'll have a little bit of time to, to rest, uh, relax and, 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 and recuperate. But like when you're in it, it's like, you're just, you're staying sort of pedal to the metal through it. So no, there's not a whole lot of rest through it. There's not a whole lot of coming down. The mind just keeps racing and keeps going and keeps thinking about different things that, that you can do. And, and I don't know, maybe David can speak to it. I mean, I, I didn't sleep that that well, and, and it's not because it's not a level of nerves. It's just a matter of just having the mind very active in what and what's ahead of us and what we need to be doing. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's that's as coaches, uh, you know that that's where things tend to tend to operate and tend to go, especially during moments like this. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, there's a there's a separator for me, you know, and and I've been in rooms with David multiple times where all things have been equal we knew we were going to win and and 10 out of 10 times that happened because david marsh put a plan in place did some things pulled some strings did whatever we needed to do but when all things were equal on saturday morning we figured it out you look at auburn's history that it happened time and time again you start to look at cal now and you you're figuring it out too but i just knew the two of you together were going to get this thing done i didn't have a doubt really i really didn't and that's not to take away from texas who are a brilliant team phenomenal athletes I mean, the, the Hall of Fame coach, everything. I just knew Saturday morning you two would figure it out. I, and you proved me right. Um, but so, so can, can we get some insights from each one of you maybe just to tell us how you did it? Is there, is there any insights? I'll let David start. I'm going to go get a refill as David is, is starting. David, tell us, <laughs> what's, what's the insight? I knew it was going to happen. Tell, tell us how. 
Well, I mean, I, I think that honestly, the insight is that we weren't sure it was going to happen, which helps keep you on edge. It keeps you sharp. It keeps you thinking, OK, what else can we do? What else can we do? What else, how, what, what can you say to sort of calm somebody down or pick somebody up that needs to be picked up? And I think that's the balance. That, that's what in coaching, that's our responsibility is to help our athletes be their best at the most critical moments. And sometimes that means you need to back off. Sometimes, some, sometimes that means you need to be funny. Sometimes that means you need to be intense. And, uh, and there were a lot of that. And literally with 18 guys between Dave and I, and sometimes we double team somebody and we, mm. we talk about who we need to double team. There you go. Uh, see? That's it right there. Yeah. yeah. So we, we, we'd, we'd have a discussion of what they need and we would try to become the coach and create the setting that mm. they needed. And so, you know, there's certain people that need to be pulled on a stretch cord by Dave down the pool. So Dave's mm. darting down to the pool when the meet's going on to go pull somebody on a stretch cord because mm. they, they want Dave to be there. Right. And then other, other people are okay with me doing it. And okay, I'm down there during the 400 IMs. Of course, I want to be watching Hugo crank in the 400 IM, but I'm down there, you know, doing the things that mm. needed to be done to, to give those touches. So, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, the lesson for coaches that are tuning into this, and I think you have a huge coaching audience, is that you know your job is to become the coach that the athletes need, and that right. doesn't always mean that the, the 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 natural coach that you are. Sometimes you need to 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 just back off and have a look, have a good time. You know, you know, Dave has a great sense of humor. Mm -hmm. uh, he and I have a great chemistry because we enjoy each other's company. You know, we we mm -hmm. uh, I think our girls got I think our wives got a little jealous during the weekend that we were spending too too much time together. But uh, <laughs> but it was uh, one of those things where. Our conversations were in about the nuances right. of people, and so right. and, on, and honestly, some things some things are really serious things. They're 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 deep things. How is this going to help this person be successful beyond mm -hmm. this window of time? And you know, by the last day, that was really the philosophical conversation with the group was that hey, don't 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 wish for an easy victory here. Wish for a challenge because that will prepare you for life better. And uh, mm -hmm. and I think that's some of the things that uh, that, that 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 Cal represents when it comes to a program where it is a, it is a program that it isn't given all the, the easy stuff with the, that, that, uh, that some of the, the programs that have like you and I experienced at, at Auburn, Brett, where the, the, the budget is very big and you kind of have everything you need at Cal Dave's, you know, Dave's thinking about fundraising. He's thinking about relationship building and, uh, and it's very, I would say it's, it's a very real world type atmosphere for the athletes and the coaches and uh, and there are some strengths in that. It's, you know, sometimes we wish we just got everything we wish for. The reality mm -hmm. is, sometimes when you don't get what you wish for, you get what you uh, need. That's when you become your best coach. Right, right, Dave. On that, you know, a Saturday morning, as as David was just saying, that each athlete may need something a little bit different. How do you then approach the meeting on Saturday morning, knowing that you need a, a, a full team effort? You know, what, what do you say? How do you deliver it on that morning? Yeah, I mean, it's, it is it is that idea of everybody being all into that particular process. I can remember um, that particular morning, Reese had sent me, um, had sent me a text mm. um, and said, hey, do you mind if I uh, sleep in versus, you know, kind of waking up and, and swimming around in the morning? And that was a big point. That was a point of emphasis for us is just making sure that our system is up and going. I mean, Brett, you have to imagine that NC2As, and we need to change this, but the NC2As is starting at 10 a.m. Eastern time for a West Coast team. Mm. It's an hour session. 
I mean, it, it isn't, we don't have the prelim relays anymore. Mm. So we, we wake up, we start, we swim at 10 and we're done at 11. Mm. And we have seven hours between, you know, the end of prelims and the start of finals, which is ridiculous. I mean, it's yeah. almost more time between prelims and finals than we're, than we're having from finals to the next prelims, just on, right. on guys' energy coming down. And so it was a point of emphasis for us uh, to, to kind of wake up, get moving, kind of, you know, let, let's get our get our system ready to go. And, and Reese on that last day had sent me a text. It's like, hey, um, you know, do you mind if I sleep in for a little bit? And and I thought about it for a second. And I was like, you know, Reese, and this is one of the things that I challenged Reese with during this meet. It's like, Reese, I need your leadership. Mm probably more so than I need your performance. Mm. And so, I mean, there may have been a little sacrifice of performance with that. It's like, Reese, I, I need you to get up and, and get in and swim to show the guys that this is what we're about. Oh, and wow. I appreciate that from Reese. I mean, again, it, it sacrificed maybe a little bit of performance on his side, mm. but it helped our team performance. So that uh, that to me is is um, is a lot of what we have in our in our leadership, where we may sacrifice a little bit of individual performance for hey, this is this is a team thing. If we're going to win this, it needs to be a team dynamic. So I may not go as fast of a time as as mm. I'm capable of, but I'm going to do the things necessary for this team to pull everybody along in right. this. Uh, this direction so right. i don't know if i answered that question but that was just something that stood out to me uh especially on that last morning where you know one of our team leaders like hey can i sleep in a little bit more i'm, I'm tired i may have slept just about one or one or two hours and i could use another hour here i'm like no reese i i need i need the action of you being there and getting in and showing the guys that this is what we have to do i need that more than i need you to go you know 148 and 200 breaststroke what about this yeah. then? What about in terms of, um, you know, the, the confidence that you need on, on the last day for both of you, uh, the, the confidence that your team needs is, is just an ultimate pure confidence. And you want to exude that yourself as a coach, but you're nervous. You know, you're like, shit, are we, are we you know, it's, it's tied. And the championship's on the line. There's so many things riding on this. How do you kind of suppress your own nervousness and bring out the confidence that your team is going to feed off? Well, that's experience, Brett. I mean, I think that's something that as a coach, again, like I said before, you you need you need to take on the mantra, the, the mantra, the, the 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 personality that the team needs, and and uh, and I think you know when you're when you're a grown adult and you're looking at the big picture. I mean, the the crap that's going on in Ukraine right now, mm. the things that are going on around the world. I mean, the week before, the the mm. craziness of the NCAA championships and all the things that didn't have anything to do with just pure fast swimming and and really celebrating a crazy great meet that Virginia women did uh you know it, it, it you know we're here now in this meet and it's the last day it's like you know we get we may have problems here we don't really have problems and that, that's and that guess that's what I would say to the to the to the athletes this is swimming this mm. is there, there are more important things in life than swimming mm. now when you got 18 guys that are between 18 and 22 and all that testosterone, you wouldn't think there's anything else. And they, they, you think this is the end all be all. So sometimes it's just reminding them that guys, you know, calm down a little bit and, uh, and just understand that this is swimming. You go and you execute, do the thing you've been practicing. You do your job, you perform the, 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 the you know, the, the way you need to. So that's the job of a coach is to, is to, is to, 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 to 
carry that uh, with them. And, and I think Dave does a great job of that. He, he can rise up and, and, and bring a lot of energy. And you're right, the, 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 his whistle and his energy can be, can be piercing. Uh, my, my left ear is, uh, is not, I can't hear this week, <laughs> but, but damn it. I, I was, uh, I was having a great time watching this, you know, doing this celebration together. I'd also say with a, with a guy like Reese that, that here you are with Reese who maybe because Dave had him get up, we had three down and one up in the breaststroke. He was our one up. He was the guy that when he finished at 200 breast, Dave honored me with the, the he said, Hey, David, why don't you go and tell Reese that, after that swim is when we just wrapped up the national championship. And I got to go do that. And I had a really special moment with Reese and, and Dave, thank you for that. And by the way, I didn't have thank you yet for that. That was really cool for me to get to go tell Reese that because Reese like Bjorn cares way more about the team than any mm. individual accomplishments. His individual individual accomplishments are still to come in this sport. And he's at a, and he's been, been put on a pedestal for a long time by, you know, by uh, people that want to promote him. Uh, and, and uh, he's had to manage that. And now he's been able to sort of enfold in a team environment at Berkeley. And, uh, and I think that's the magic of this team is that they weren't concerned with who was doing a best time on that last day. They were concerned about getting the job done. They were just looking at the board and looking mm-hmm. at eight and 16, you know, it's like, did we get, did we get over that bump? And when Jet hit that eighth and the uh, tuner fly, mm-hmm. uh, that was a pretty magic moment. Cause he, you know, he had, he had, had not had a great meet before that. His interview really split was really good, but before mm-hmm. that he had not had a great meet and was able to, to squeak in an eighth with a PB. So that that's the stuff that, that, uh, you know, you look for in this kind of meet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to ignore this question, but he's not going to answer it either. He's not going to tell you who's recruiting, who he's not. That's actually against the rules. He's not allowed to do that. So appreciate the question. But that's not going to happen, but, um, let, let me, hey, ask wait, you wait, wait. I, Brad, I can answer that. No, I would tell you that one of the interesting things right now is the fifth year recruiting is going on all over the place because mm. it's great. And, that, and, that, and Dave's not, I don't think he's not studying the portal every two seconds, but certainly Maggie coming out to Berkeley for, for mm. Terry right now is a big change. And just for conversation of your show, which might be really interesting is, is to see who ends up entering the portal and that kind of thing. And why, you know, why they enter the portal, this, this fifth year piece has really put a different twist on things. Now the ISL has stopped. So the fifth years don't have the ISL to jump out to. So maybe more of them stay in and they're looking, Hey, where can I get a graduate year mm-hmm. or get a, mm-hmm. go get a, go get a certificate or something. And, and whoops, that was my computer. Uh, and, and, ha- and have a, uh, and ha- not have a, uh, and have a chance to enhance my resume, those kind of things. So I think there's, it's going to be a really interesting year, Brett, from your perspective, from a podcaster mm. and watching something like this, you might, uh, you might be like, uh, watching an NFL channel right now. All they're talking about is the, is the draft and the rookies and who's going to trade and that kind of yeah. stuff. And to some degree, I think that's what you're going to see, uh, in, in, in this year with the, with all these fifth years that have, well, they have their diplomas. They're saying, okay, where else right. can I, you know, what else can I do to, before I go out in the real world or, or finish up my swimming career? Do you have any guys who've committed yet, Dave, to you fifth year? Uh, I don't know if I can, I can comment on that. Well, the, <laughs> don't you don't give, don't don't. give us names, but, but have, have you got any? No, you know, Brett, the, the great thing about Cal and, and, and I can talk about what, what, uh, what some of our fifth years, uh, did and, and, and we, and we had a fifth year transfer and Will Roberts from, mm. from Michigan, uh, to Cal and, and I, and I, and, and I've asked Will probably about a dozen times because as you can imagine for what 15 years of, of, of 
being here at Cal, 15 plus years being here at Cal, like my focus is always on, you know, the undergraduate education. What do we have? Different options, et cetera. And, and I've had to become a student of what are our graduate options now? Right. And, and, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, fortunately for, for uh, Will Roberts, he found one in mechanical engineering and, it, you know, a, a one year program that was a perfect fit for him and is absolutely killing it. Um, but we also have a, a handful of our guys that a graduate certificate program uh, in data science and entrepreneurship and, and business management. And, and it's a it's a perfect it was a perfect fit for them. It was it was one class that they went through. Um, you know, Monday through Friday that they went to and they and they come out with a graduate certificate from University of California, Berkeley, which is which is a really big deal to get mm. down on your uh, on your resume as you're transitioning from the sport of swimming into your professional life. And it's such a it's such a reasonable way to balance out not only your swimming career, but your your academic career. You are advancing your academic degree. You are advancing your uh, your uh, opportunities, your professional opportunities beyond swimming with this. And it's been a great fit for our guys to be able to continue the sport that they love in an environment in which they love it in, in, in college swimming. And continue to move forward educationally, to continue to move forward professionally, and um, and that's been a, a really really important piece uh, for us. And and you know it, it was an important piece for our guys that that came back for their fifth year and, and yeah. uh, did that. Um, hey, we 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 didn't have as many problems in, at Auburn with this kind of thing, but he it cuts both ways for Dave too because I mean we had we had a summer uh, Marco that did a conference he anchored our tuna free relay the one that uh, that that swam there in eight, eighteen something and fifty two low breaststroke at conference as well and he's only a junior but he's bouncing out of college because he's already got a job with LinkedIn mm-hmm. at what two hundred thousand plus Dave I mean it's crazy I mean mm-hmm. Dave's losing one of his best swimmers as a junior because. He's already bouncing out for for a uh, major major job, so it's you know it's it's good <laughs> in some ways for Dave, but it's also it cuts both ways. Yeah, yeah. Um, how much longer are you going to be there, Dave? David Marsh. Uh, what, what's the agreement here? I, what, what's the extent? <laughs> well, I, I, I'm 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 uh, helping Chase kind of fill in his spot, and uh, and so uh, he's coming back in April. So I'll actually be at World Trials with Dave. And uh, and then and then hopefully we can you know we can figure out a way that I can help out the team in the future. And I've, I've always been a been a big supporter. You know, my wife you know swam for Cal, mm. swam for Karen Mo Thornton, and and so uh, we we love we love uh, we love what our experience that we had. And uh, you know, who knows? We'll we'll try to figure some things out. But for right now, uh, we're you know I'm in Blue Ridge, Georgia, and then I'm going from here either to Tier Pro Series or to Mission Viejo. I'm trying to figure it out right now because I got athletes at both places and then i've got some uh medical things i got to do back home you know i got this you know this uh, irish skin that uh, that needs to be taken care of by a dermatologist mm. but then uh then i'll be back over there at the at the world trials with with dave and the the berkeley oh, cool. guys cool very cool uh last question then i guess because you guys are awesome thanks for doing this david uh, i mean dave durden how do you get now your guys who are obviously swimming out of their minds how do you then now translate that into long course swimming i'm thinking of a guy like bjorn who's right. 18-2 who could legitimately go 21-1 in the 50 long course you know what i mean how does that how does that translate now yeah i mean i, I think you know i told our guys last night and it was late last night when i told them this is like give yourself 36 hours 
before we start thinking about the next thing. Mm. Um, and I'm trying to do that as well, <laughs> trying mm. to give myself 36 uh, hours to think about the next thing. Sorry, but you get it, Brett. No, no, no. But you get it, Brett. It's just like that's yeah. the, that's the next thing that you think about, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. Trust me. I, you say that time, like I hear you. <laughs> like yeah. that's what I was thinking about on the flight back. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's hard to it's it's hard to disconnect yourself from that. And, right. And so I think for a guy like Bjorn. Or even a guy like Hugo, who is 332, it's like, mm. okay, how can we take the skill development that happened uh, mm. from last year to this year? How can we take that skill development, continue the, those skill pieces to help them be better, and then tr and then move that forward and in, into a swimming piece? Because you know it, Bjorn does have you know a good start and good walls and and good underwaters. But his swimming is beautiful. I mean, oh yeah, how mm -hmm. he moves through the water. So mm -hmm. how can we extend that that swimming? And and really, Brett. I mean, you get it. I mean, we're looking at about okay. We've got to figure out about thirty meters of swimming because we're getting mm -hmm. about fifteen underwater. Mm -hmm. He's carrying the speed through that breakout and stroke setup. And so we're looking at about thirty meters of swimming. So how can we get thirty meters? of that speed-based swimming for him right. that looks so beautiful mm -hmm. that can translate that down to, to um, you know, to that, to that low 21 and the, and the 50. Yeah. So I'm with you, but I think it's just a continuation of his skill. I mean, everyone talks about short course swimming and long course swimming. It's, it's still the underwater piece of it. It's still 30% of what they're doing. And, yeah. and it's a, it's a big piece. It's an important piece. And you know it as well as anyone that, you, you know, it, it's the, the short course piece does help what they're doing from a long course perspective and, and i think you know bjorn in particular he's such a beautiful swimmer that that should uh that should translate really well yeah i'm actually i've actually lined up an interview with bjorn tomorrow i'm going to have him on the podcast and we'll, we'll kind of get into that a little bit might might kind of direct him in some areas too if you don't mind i'll, I'll help him a little there but um he, he he's a talent man you got a real talent on your hands and that that kid can hold some water he can swim. He's got it all. He's got the start. You know, he's 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 just a, a gifted athlete. So congrats on him and, and the work you've done there. But um, yeah. So or then the last thing I guess is just um, how do you, how do you prepare then for trials? I mean, it's only what a month away. Are you going to just go straight into all long course? Do you do you mix in some short course now, or is it just focus on long course? Yeah, I mean, I think we. I mean, David touched on it a little bit. I mean, we touch long course all the way throughout the year, so we're never right. too far away from it. It's uh, I do. I'm a believer that it, it does set up their stroke really well. I'm a believer that as we get to periods of time, and it's not just world championship trials, but it's it's going to be years to come. It's going to be coming off of an NC2As and going into a U.S. Olympic trials uh, in a, in a June time frame that we we touch it throughout the year enough that our guys can transition back and forth very very easily. Um, I'm, I'm not one that, uh, is okay. We've got to go all short course through the college season. And then as it gets to long course, that's an afterthought. It's like, okay, we're going to, now we're going to transition to long course and, uh, and try and figure this out. Uh, you know, for us, it, it's, we're never too far away from that. And, and so it, it's, it's, it's keeping with our routine. It's keeping with our schedule. It's not, it's not necessarily, uh, uh, Hey, now we're going all long course. We've done it. So and, and, and the system for us, uh, our guys feel very comfortable with it. So I, I don't think we're, we're, we're necessarily changing our pattern through the week of what we're doing. Um, and, and, you know, for our guys, we start to, to look at some of our metrics more from a, from a long course perspective versus mm. what we're doing short course wise. Yeah. Oh, well, listen, I've kept you guys long enough. I appreciate it. Both of you, um, 
Thanks hey, uh, Brett, Brett let, me, let, me, let me add one more in here just mm. while you got the recording going because it's maybe a separate clip. But And this, and this goes to David Gonis. It goes to you two and, and, and the media for this sport and the understanding of the sport. Uh, guys, we have to move the weekend of the, the NCAA championships. I am so – I mean, I was gone for 16 years from NCAAs, and I experienced a lot of different things at the highest level, Olympic level, you know, the, the, the ISL – the world-class level. Then I go back six years later to the NCAAs and I realize, Oh my God, there is no more team championship than this. There's no more of a story than this with these guys getting together, being in the, in the mix, true brotherly care, love, mm-hmm. true brotherly love happening. Phenomenal times. Now world-class swimming American records all over the place world. I mean, uh, uh, NCAA records all over the place and nobody knows. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the interview room, there's, you know, I mean, I, I love Brian and I love Coleman and I love you, but I mean, the reality is we need CBS there. We need ESPN there. Come on, guys. Move the date of the NCAA championships to a date that it doesn't have m- many sports going on. Let's move mm-hmm. to May if we need to. Let's move to late January, early February if we need to. Get it off this daggum basketball stuff mm-hmm. that we, the world needs to know. Not not the world, the public, the general public need to know about this event. It is too special to keep hidden, doggone it. Women's softball is about to be featured for about a month coming up in mm-hmm. April on ESPN every daggum day. It's like we have to move this thing to put it on a place where people care and they can learn about this amazing sport. Mm-hmm. That's it. Thank you. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, we're, we're trying, guys like Kyle Sockwell out there, trying, man. We're, we're, we're trying our best, but yeah, I agree with you. We we need more help on that. But um, I, I brought in some some guys live. I mean, I had Ian Crocker. Uh, no one had seen Ian Crocker for ten years, and I pulled him out onto a live show to do some uh, some commentating on Saturday. So that was pretty cool. And um, but yeah, we're, we're we're giving it a crack. You know, we're we're trying to throw different things out there. But listen, guys, congratulations again. I appreciate it. Um, outstanding effort. Enjoy this one. Seriously, enjoy it. You know, it's just um, you, you don't need to move on just yet, Dave. Just soak this one up. Enjoy it. Outstanding work. Um, whatever bonuses they're going to give you, you need to ask for double. You deserve it. Um, congratulations. So um, thanks for doing this. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, guys. Take care. Bye. We individualize training in the pool, so why not individualize your nutrition? Erica Biney of Biney Wellness Building will help you and your swimmers get exactly what each athlete needs through genetic testing and personalized nutrition plans. So stop guessing what you should and shouldn't be putting into your body. Athletes within a few weeks have noticed they're recovering faster because they're fueling their body with what they need and staying away from what their body hates. Erica understands swimming. She gets it. She's worked with over 20 Olympians, including the fastest man in the world, Caleb Dressel. Group discounts are available. So go to Biney Wellness Building and get in touch with Erica today. That's Biney, B-E-I-N-E, wellnessbuilding.net.